if you say so, boss. Yeah, yes. Bam, we're live. John Young, Bill Grunler, Brian Spin. Welcome back, Brian. Yo. Good to see you. How, How are you feeling? Doing good. Been building a basketball hoop all morning. So, uh, I know that uh, the stro was really stressing you out and you needed a break. The pressures were getting to you. Very much. Very much. It was but, much, uh, much needed rest. After a day off, you are uh, back. Um, a couple, uh, John Young was saying we should start with Torian. Okay, let's start with Torian real quick. And then I got some things I want to talk to you about. Oh, by the way, in 27 minutes, it looks like we will have a live streaming the um, press conference. And it looks like it won't be Justin and Adrian this time. It looks like it'll be Don Fall. And, and it also appears that they will be streaming the um, – CrossFit will be streaming the press conference uh, not on the web but to everyone in the venue. So I, th I, I think is the way I'm picturing it is that everyone in the venue will see it on a big screen. Is there a big screen there? No. All right. Scratch that idea. idea. <laughs> he, he might be on the main floor. I don't know. <clears throat> All right, uh, Tori and Pro, uh, Ellie Turner uh, does what she's supposed to do. She wins it, 592. Uh, were we in doubt for a while, Mr. Young, at any time? No. I mean, she's been, other than that first event, she's been very, very consistent the whole entire time. Does anyone disagree? Was anyone in doubt? I don't think we were in doubt, but I think we expected some wins out of her. Oh, okay. Uh, Mr. Spins referring to an 11th, a 2nd, a 2nd, a 4th, a 5th, and a 7th. Um, which one oh, in, in it's the Justin Medeiros she, effect? She's not going to win events anymore. She's just going to be fifth. In <laughs> you know, that would be cool if there wasn't an 11th in the first event. Uh, it was third as first. We're looking at two through seven right now. So she got third, 11th, second. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. So but that was the second. Either, event. Okay. Either way. I mean, she was outside the top three qualifying spots. For a bit there, so. Wait, I wonder which athlete did the best at workouts. If you had to pick, well, let me ask you guys this. Let me pick Bill. Ask Bill this first. Bill, if you had to pick three workouts that you would want your athlete to take first place in, so you're like, "Yep, this is a fucking games athlete." Uh, number uh, number two is one of them, right? I I like that event. I mean, I I, I like what it is. I I wouldn't say that that's one of your main ones. You wouldn't you wouldn't pick that one and then the max snatch run one. Those two. Uh, are you more. talking four? Or are you talking five? And then, and then six. Uh, what, the the max snatch one, the four. I'd pick no. two, four, and um, six. And you get first place in all those, and you got to CrossFit Games champ. Well. I don't think you can you don't think you have a games champ. I think no, you have you someone do. That, no, you, no, some, you do. No, you don't. You have someone going to the games what you have. <laughs> because then you have every single base covered. You have everything covered. You have the gymnastics, you have the uh five hundred pound deadlift uh for, for reps and uh and you have uh, muscle ups galore. Nah. No? Nah. I think this um, is a, I, it's a specialty workout test too. Yeah, totally. I, I, if we were talking gymnastics or skills, I would take six over two all day. Yeah, I, I think I five, know. six, and seven would be the events. If you could pick three, See, five, six, I, seven. I like five way better than four. I don't think four. Four is just whatever. Um, I like five. I like six. Yeah, seven too. Yeah, I like that. It'll be. I, it'll be for, the, for a games athlete. I like one though too. N not with the stupid fabric. 
pool, but I like it's I like just that a little event. bit of a specialty too, though. You know, no, I agree. I, but I I like that mix though. I like the mix yeah. it's for a games for a games level type yeah. athlete. Yeah. yeah. So if I had to pick mine, I I would say one. I would say one, uh, five and six. Okay, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with two. You suck. I'm gonna stick with two. Uh, the, uh, it's four and get the uh, fuck out of here. You two, suck. four, and six. Hey, this will be fun. Someone can do this. This is something like spin or or halpin or um uh who's the other guy? Uh, so, someone will figure out for us at the end the correlation between how you did in the semifinals to where you placed uh, in the games. Which workout in the semifinals was indicative to the best guys um at the games? Jared, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I, for a games champion, I would say one, four, and six. For a game champion, because that's I what do, I'm talking because I, about. Because I do think that they're still they still have to be one of the strongest, not the strongest, but one of the strongest. And I think one gives you a pretty big breadth of the grunt work and the aerobic capacity. Um, and then I think you you have to be able to perform well on six to win the games for sure. I I, I think you guys are choosing. I think you guys are lying to us. I think you guys are choosing one because of the machines. Uh, no. <laughs> The games has so many. The games has so many elements where they do have running in, involved in the middle of all these types of things, on top of you know flipping a pig or anything that's kind of power, super power based. I think one is a pretty good indication of that type of uh, pathway you need. Well, you have to be able to go long, and they're going to go long in at least one, probably two workouts. So, to me, you have to pick the long test. The thing that really stood out with me talking about Ellie was when I look at the performances on these workouts compared to the field she's in, I always start to think about what happens if the field of 40 is a lot stronger and is a lot deeper. So if you look like, look at something like test six, if you want to pull up that leaderboard, there's a four minute difference between first and fifth where she finished. Mm. So DeRoy, wow. DeRoy was 1130 something she was 1530 something. So at the games, there's that's the no chipper workout for, by the way, for those of you who don't know, that's the chipper workout with the rope climbs. Yeah. So there's, there's no way in a, in a deeper, stronger field in a games field that four minutes in a 12 minute workout is only going to be four spots. So that's something you really need to look at. Like Ellie would have, yeah. Like what happens Sorry. when a really dense, strict upper body push and pull test comes out is she going to be able to manage that and finish like top 20 or is it going to be like a 30 to 40th? What, what was Ellie's exact time? 1536. It's exactly four minutes, four minutes and one second slower than Emily. I think he's going to see where she's at in the East or the West. She'd have been 25th in the East. And which is crazy. It's just the East. Well, also too though. I mean, and I mean, you know, we can, we can pick this apart, but, you, you're only going to do what you have to do in the field that you're in. So if she, could she have gone a minute faster and risked a little bit? Maybe. Like, we won't know that. Um, but still, compared to the field she was in, she knew that she didn't have to do anything crazy to still qualify and maybe to still win. She's in the third tier. There's, there's, there's a first tier of athletes there. Then there's a Mad- Madeline Sturt all by herself. And then there's Ellie Turner. Uh, bend over. Sevon could play Bill in a Lifetime movie. That is not how movies work. How movies work is you pick someone better than you to play you. Bill could play me. <laughs> I could not uh, play him. You don't. You don't. I need to don't. get a man bun. I wouldn't do that though. 
Grinder, uh, Grundler app, Jim LaFave. Is it Grinder or Grundler? Anyway, an app to meet up with 50 year old uh, DILFs hmm. uh, just to mingle and talk about fitness and maybe smooch if that's what you're into. Oh, Grund oh a Grunder app, right? Grundler, named after <laughs> the handsome uh, CrossFitter Bill, uh, retired CrossFitter uh, Bill Grundler. Bill uh, a quick hello to Justin from Salty Hive in Utah. Um, th that's a good point. He brings up. Can we compare it to the West? Yeah, oh, we haven't gone yet. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. That sounds like something I'd say. I appreciate it. Uh, Stephen Flores. Uh, at the end of semis, can we take the times and placings and combine all comps and see which indie did best? I understand there is a little nuance. Yeah, I'm Somewhat. sure Spin will be on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. The problem. And, the problem is obviously first the first event. You, uh, I don't think you compare at all. Um, but some of the, the other differences, links, all that. Yeah. I mean, event by event basis, you can you can compare pretty solidly. Not not like full competition, right, Brian? With the well, best wait, in the uh, world, though, even a two-week difference, I don't think you should be comparing. No. It, it'll I mean, still be fun to compare. Here's the thing. What you will be able to compare, even even if you shouldn't, is you'll be able to compare like, hey, how come every single person in Australia beat every single person everywhere else in the world on the sled pool? And we'll say it's not because they're stronger and they're pulling fishing nets in all day. Uh, we'll say it's, hey, something must have been up with the sled or with the um, or with the floor. And maybe, you know, for all we know, we're going to find out their sleds were a little different. Don't rule anything out. You know what I mean? We're going to find out that the sleds um, in uh, the U.S. were made of canvas and that the ones in Australia were made of a different material because they were sourced from China. You, you don't know any. We don't know any of that shit. And, and that yeah, shit and then, will always then, unfold slowly. And then on teams, you know, I posted a story that showed uh, an athlete on the unbroken 15 pistols. Uh, she was bringing her foot to the ground each time. And what I've been told is that the athlete briefing for that, for in Torian Pro, said that was okay. And you're so, not supposed to. And you're not supposed to, and obviously it's way fast. So uh, some, some athletes in Torian were, were following the same standards that were happening in North America, East and West. Others were flying through it because that's what the athlete briefing said. So we just have so many inconsistencies that um, you can compare to get a, a broad sense of what's happening, but I wouldn't go too granular that's, that, on it. That's so dumb. I mean, here you are you're trying to standardize everything, and we have different standards. What the heck? Yeah. It's a tough, so tough morning for the internet, huh? Uh, Bill Grundler hasn't moved. Bill Grundler. Am I frozen? frozen? You are frozen, but your voice is good. No, I don't. I feel like I'm dancing around. No, Does, is he frozen for everyone? He was, yeah, no, he's not. Uh, was I? And, and yeah. John, I have a question for you. When you go on Spins podcast with T Tyler, is his connection this bad? Is it Tyler's? Uh, no, Spins. I'm just wondering if he's I, trying to sabotage my podcast. Is his normal? No, it's usually worse. Oh, good. Okay, that makes me feel better. Okay, so he stepped up his game uh, for this podcast. <laughs> uh, CrossFit should hire Brian Spin. Yeah, after they hire me. Just kidding. For what? Who knows? <laughs> shouldn't hire for you. You. I don't know why they should hire me. They should definitely hire you to run their fucking media department. Um. Uh, Stephen Flores, uh, did Ellie suck the testosterone out of Justin? I'm still rooting for him. Hey, That's here's the thing: if if Justin shits the bed, it's it's going to be the, the the that's the first place I would go. If Justin uh, has a, is, uh, the first place I'll go is is like, hey, the, the relationship got more complicated between. I mean, it, when it's just I think him, you, you think it's unfair to speculate that it's just him and Adam Knifer, and now all of a sudden you bring in another person. No, that, I, that it, that I it would get affect. It. 
I I'm not suggesting it. that he, she took the testosterone from him. That's just being just uh, crass and a 14-year-old boy, which I appreciate. I'm just talking about just the complications of, of the relationship and the programming and, and, and the effort that's being put in. I mean, he's, is he living with Ellie? You have to be crazy I, to think that moving know. in with a girl ch doesn't change everything, right? I mean, someone someone this morning in the comments speculated that a Katrin coming to HWPO was what derailed Mao. That Mao expressed concerns, and and Fraser even expressed them that Mao come that uh, Katrin coming there was cons uh, stressing Mao out. I don't so, know if that's the reason why she's, you know, taking us the year off, but she did express those concerns. Right, and, no. and it could just it could just be one more percent. Go ahead, John. I get I get what you're saying with Ellie, and it probably does have a different atmosphere, a different effect. But I mean, I think that's if he doesn't win the games, I think it's unfair to say it's because of Ellie. No, no, um, I wouldn't blame her. Like, hey, it's her fault. I'm just saying the the uh, the um the his his inability it always comes down to the athlete taking responsibility his inability to to not question his inability to maybe manage a a, a new complex piece to the training camp is worth considering no does anyone disagree it's like having your parents in the training camp right i mean that's weird too for some kids i think to be a high end athlete it demands 100% attention no if you want and if you want to be in a relationship that pulls even what I mean, you could say even just a little bit, even if you even if you separate everything out, it does pull you away a little bit. And I think it takes a um, a mature head to be able to box each one of those things out so that they don't affect each other. I mean, you're not going to have a good you're not going to have a good training day if you're in an argument. Just not. I have Are a hiccup with ones? my wife every single day, some sort of hiccup. And and and. But that's a but that's not a bad. I mean, that's just that's just life. That's just you right, choose right. What you want to do, you know. So if you decide that you want to get into a relationship with someone, you have to be willing to accept all the things that go along with that. So I, that just kind of is what it is. Um, you know, it, is it <laughs> wins the games or not wins the games? That that's that's one thing. Making it to the games. I mean, like I, I think he's still going to be fine getting in. But um, if he if there was to be a an extreme like he didn't make it. Like he didn't end up on the right side of the cut line today. Ooh, that would be something to like yeah. <laughs> go back and reconsider. <laughs> Luis uh, Montoya. There's more uh, things uh, going uh, on than Ellie if that happens. Uh, I, I agree. Luis Montoya, Ellie was there last year. Yeah. You think about um, even Katrin back in the day. I mean, she would say she doesn't have time to devote to a relationship. Right. She could only focus on a couple things and. CrossFit was number one priority. Uh, I mean, the, cra the crazy thing, both of them are in that same position. So you would think if anyone is going to understand that, they would understand that. Uh, for sure. You know, are they the I'll, first... ta I'll talk to you next That's week. That's a good point. Yep. <laughs> are they the first games, like, competitive couple together? Uh, the Chans were back in the day. <clears throat> wow. Wow, Spin. I mean, that's, I mean, that's modern. Good. A lonely Did wolf Annie, is predator. Well, Mary high wolf high end, oh, high Annie. end too. Yeah, Annie. Yeah, Annie yeah. And Frederick oh, Frederick Annie and Freddie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys. And it quickly, I think, I mean, yeah. from the outside, it quickly became evident that Frederick was the became the support. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like I don't that they're not the same in my like Fred. It did look like Frederick is all in on Annie. He wants to do good himself, but I mean Annie 
is the key. If it takes, if Frederick's got to take the baby over uh, so Annie can train, he's going to. He's and it'll hurt his own training. Um, like Ellie and Justin, I feel like they're both like it's not the same. Lonely Wolf is the predator. Married Wolf is the pet. Let's look at the boys um, in uh, Australia, if we can. Um, it looks like, uh, and then and then I got uh, this guy Douglas who qualified, who they said was crying like a baby when they announced his name. This guy Godzilla. is, like, yeah, this guy is something else. Five hundred thirty-one points, seventy points below uh, Jay Crouch. Worst finish looks like is a seventeenth, although I can't see workout one. Uh, is, are both these guys new to the games? Bailey Martin and Jake Douglas. I know Jake is. Yeah, um, I believe Bailey is, yeah. but he might—he might have been. Bailey would be a rookie, also, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Bailey Rail, Tyler Christopher, another a couple. I'm—I'm I'm talking high end. Tyler Christopher has not made it as an individual yet. Right. I'm like we're talking about the the fittest the man in the world, the champ, and then sixteenth best in the world. Not Bailey Rail and Tyler Christopher. Sorry, Bailey and Tyler, y'all are great. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't even train in the same place, right? One's in the east, one's in the west. Dude, he's, a, <laughs> he's a fucking comic book hero. Look at this guy, dude. He doesn't look real. He's Australian. That's all, that's what Australians look like. That's what that Australian looks like. He looks Scottish. He's <laughs> all get out. He looks like a movie star, dude. He's massive, massive. HWPO training. Jeez. Uh, Jake is getting popped. Oh, meaning uh, for uh, substance abuse? Uh, they they it's, test it's, this guy as soon as, soon, as he, soon as he finishes, he gets tested? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. All the, all the individuals do. Uh, he, uh, Matt C., uh, he had several errors and no reps and is only a few seconds back from a much higher places. He will be okay. Damn. All right. And he's been there. He's been trying to make it. Uh, it's just his first year. He's kind of breaking through. Uh, Jay Crouch and Maddie Sturt. Uh, now we're getting closer. That's pretty high level. John? Maddie, oh, I didn't back. know they were a couple. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty high level. Four times games athlete, two times games athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great one to pull. I just didn't know. From an ass region? Eh. Um. Okay. Um, I just had to say that it's not an ass region. I mean, uh, I, I wanna, women are pretty great. I want to, uh, do a quick little, uh, just look at a little Colton Merton's video. Let us go around. Uh, it's, it's uh, the Instagram video. I think Teddy Williams made the video yesterday. It's on Colton's Instagram account. Mr. Beaver will pull it up here. Uh, here we go. Uh, quick thoughts. Uh, John Young, 30 seconds or so on what, uh, what, what's Colton need to do today and can he do it? Um, he needs to be top at least top five in event six and then see where everybody else is around him and then make sure he's ahead of whatever he needs to be in event seven. Uh, you can go ahead and play it too, Caleb. It's okay. You can loop it. Uh, Mr. Grun- Mr. Grunler, is uh, Colton going to make it today? Oh, man, he's going to be so close. I just think that uh, I think, I think Cole Sager is going to, going to mess him up on some stuff that, that, that him and him and uh, Cole Sager are going to have a battle for sure. I mean, they they both can get in. There's five it, guys totally. fighting for two spots. I, I what I what I feel is that they're going to foul each other up at the line. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, Mr. Spin, how's the math looking for Colton? 
mean, the math is fine. I think it's really going to come down to can can Jack Rosema and Mitchell Stevenson hold off um, Colton Cole. Uh, can we go ahead and look at the points on the leaderboard? JR, if you are Colton's coach, if you could talk to him, and you guys were at a great relationship, you could say anything to him, uh, what would you tell him uh, this morning? Uh, just to trust his fitness and to go for it. Like, if he feels it, he needs to go. He even mentioned something, if that was him in the comments last night when I was watching you guys saying, um, <laughs> unbroken or die, right? Like, I don't think someone like Colton needs to <laughs> need, needs to go at it with any kind of um, anything other than, like, some reckless abandon. I think that's when he's at his best, when he's attacking. And he should be amazing on, a, on this next event. He should do very, very well. Um, I, I think he'll be all five of the guys he's in the running for. And then he'll, he, you know, you can kind of play the points game. I need to be right. within three places of this guy to make it. It's easier to make it that way than to be like, I have to send it and win the event to make it right. It's much easier to manage those different scenarios. Let, let me and again, explain. remember, and again, remember like we, we won't get to see him against Jack Mitchell and John. They, no. they said they reseeded it last they will uh, reseed between six and seven. Week. Okay, that's good then. On the last one, but I'm talking about for the last one. But the for, plus for is they have, Colton will have Cole in right there with him, though. Mm -hmm. And Cole will be a good – we were talking about the AFC. He'll be a good marker for him. Right. Yeah, um, I, guys, I don't think Cole. I don't think Rosema and Stevenson, I think those guys will bump out. I think that there will be someone from the bottom heat that will pop in and throw a wrench into the work. I don't think those guys will be above Colton and, and uh, or Cole, honestly. How is Mitchell with legless rope climbs, do you know? Uh, in you know, the... Mitchell's pretty good at most at most all skills. Like from what Brian's told me, I think that's one of the reasons why Brian picked him to qualify this week. He and was fifty first. He was fifty first in the quarterfinal event out of that. And uh, actually, he beat Col he beat uh, Colton in that in that event, that last semi event with the rope climbs or uh, quarterfinal event with the rope climbs. Let me let me propose this to you guys, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. The the nuance here that we're dealing with with Colton Mertens, anyone else who would be in Colton Mertens' spot right now that we were concerned about, we would be concerned because they would get stuck somewhere, right? Like we would be concerned: did Ellie get stuck on the ropes? Did Laura Horvath get stuck on the handstand pushups? With Colton, he's a hundred percent capable of everything. It's just the fact that it's going to be slower because of his size, right? And it's it's a, it's a it's a weird nuance. It puts him in a totally unique category, right? He needs well, to avoid getting penalized by the refs. Say that again. Go ahead, Jer. Am, am I off there? There's a in this workout though. He will be able to make some of that time theoretically that he'll lose on other movements. Like his overhead squat cadence will be faster for 40 reps than anyone else's. His right. his Hand 20 push-ups push will yeah. be faster even if someone else goes unbroken than anyone else's. And really, I think the seated standard helps benefits him a ton because historically in legless rope climb workouts, everyone gets to jump. Some people right. jump halfway up the rope mm. and mm. he has to take four extra pulls. He doesn't, yep. he doesn't have that disadvantage here. So maybe he misses out on like six extra inches of reach to start the rep. But then after that, it, it, the playing field is, is a little bit leveled on this movement. And, and I, I, back I like down, it. he has he has extra inches to keep his feet from touching the ground on the way back down too. But but there but normally when we're as worried about someone as Colton, it's because they have a hole, 
And it's not that this dude has a hole, meaning he hasn't put in the work to get every skill. The hole is just that he's fucking just not the right size to be at the best level. We're, we're, we're rooting for a fucking pony in the fucking Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I, I think you're right. rooting. You're rooting for a uh, Chris Spieler. That's all. It's. I mean, but but he, even Spieler had some shortcomings, right? And, and 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 Colton just doesn't. I mean, even his snatch was great. Like we're happy with it. We're not like, oh, he's small and weak. It's not like that. No, no, no. He's not small and weak. But I mean, like you're gonna have every athlete's gonna have some sort of a mechanical advantage or, or disadvantage based on on your height. So where he is, he's just on that end of the spectrum. So it kind of is what it is. But yeah, I mean, he's right there and in event 60 with the overhead squat and the handstand push-ups he will be the best on those on those movements the best uh, how much it's going to be how with a he's going to have a shorter reach on the on the rope and that granted it's not like you're jumping or anything like that but there is going to be a little bit shorter and it's going to be how hard he knows he's on that line so does he push if he does the unbroken and die what is the third what is the fourth rope climb going to look like He's gonna touch and go those rope climbs. Uh, so. I, Peter, <laughs> Peter, I want to. This is a great question. Why the love for Colton? He's so solely a spoiler factor. If he makes the games, is it that he's a specialist that illustrates how some events are ninety percent genetics? No, you know what it is. He's a walking um, uh, conundrum. He's he's a walking paradox. He's basically Fakowski. He's probably yeah, right. one of the smartest right. guys out there in the 100%. field. He he maybe has the highest IQ of anyone out there. He's fucking tiny. He is so short in stature, and yet he's out there competing. He's the other end of the outlier of Fakowski. He's he a brilliant man, crazy work ethic. Yeah, shouldn't be there, and yet he's doing it with not only fitness but with uh, incredible intelligence, and yet he's not. he doesn't talk much. That's what was so crazy about his interview. That's the most anyone's ever heard. He strung eight sentences together and three jokes. I mean, he uh, <laughs> you can't get your head wrapped around the guy. He's a, um, an, a kind of an enigma, right? He's a very fun underdog to cheer for. He's, yeah. he's just, he's this, and a this, capable underdog. You, you're not throwing your money away. Right. No, no, not at all. He is, I mean, it is, that's actually a really good comment. He is the exact opposite of Fakowski. The and that's why, we, flip that's side. why we refer Fakowski too. The stuff, yeah. Fakowski getting fourth in the ring muscle up pistol burpee workout is insane. Massive. Because insane. watching him go over that box jump is ridiculous, right? With the ruck on. Well, just everything the the range yeah. of motion he has on the pistols the 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 having to turn over on the on the muscle up I'm all of that that's not a that's not a tall guy event until you get to that box jump yeah, who's this pull. oh okay <laughs> easy yeah. yeah wow yeah Colton's doesn't look like that but uh <laughs> God, Elijah Elijah looked a little hey Elijah looked like Gee right there didn't he a little bit yeah just a darker version of Gee that was crazy look at him wow I thought that was Gia first. Crazy. All right. Uh, I also want to look at Patrick Vellner. What a stud. What a stud. He's about to run away with this, too. He's, he's going to crush these two events. Uh, 15th, 3rd, 3rd, 6th, 1st. Jer, why does Pat do so poorly at first events? Is it just the nature of programming that they always put long ones in? That's just the way CrossFit does it? Or am I making it up? He doesn't always do poor at first events? What's going on? No, I, I think there's a lot of people that that love to love to subscribe to that narrative. But I, I've been told by some people that were there that it, it looked like that may have been a little bit more of a equipment malfunction mm. versus like a lactate blowing up issue. That maybe that there there was something kind of wonky going on with the sled on the on the very last uh, three trips on the sled pull. Dumb All sled. right. All right. 
Uh, for, uh, at the end of the day, um, can we see that little video of Vellner I got in, in, in the uh, Instagram, Mr. Beaver? Uh, Vel- Vellner is going to win this? Yeah. The uh, the event? Yeah. The, the, whole, the whole thing? Yeah. 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 And, and, and honestly, it's going to be dominating fashion because everybody below him right now are, is not going to be what he's going to be in event six. Uh, Medeiros is the closest one uh, who's going to be similar to his ability, and he's 100 points ahead of Justin. Uh, body composition, uh, in the most superficial sense, uh, uh, Vellner looking as good as he's ever looked? I feel like he's looked, he's looked like that for years. He's he's always actually been someone other than the pigmentation that I've like wanted to look like. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was the most backhanded compliment. I've, I've, never heard, I've never heard JR talk like that. Holy shit. I didn't know you were so superficial, JR. Holy shit. You've been hiding that. Dude, my grandmother's from... Dude, my grandma's from Bogota, Colombia. So, like, I'm pretty tan. So, other than that, like, yeah. Matt Chan really early on, I was like, man, I want that, like, trash can midline type look. And Pat's had that for years and years and years. So, like, when I look at guys and I'm like, I want to look like that, it's Pat for sure. He's got a – he's very – All like, right, hold on, guys. We'll get back to Pat in a second. The, the press conference is about to start. Let's swing over there. Uh, that was a great, uh, great note to switch on. <laughs> Dom, thank you. Dom, can you hear us, by the way? Yes, I can oh, hear you. Okay, thank you, Dom. Great seat, morning, right everyone. up in the front. And, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dom Fall. Today we're excited Dom looking fit as shit. You're welcome. Also, You're welcome. He uh, <laughs> looks like he's against the wall to be like firing squad style. Don Fall is six foot one, current CEO of CrossFit Inc., former Marine, uh, Marine Recon. I think he has three daughters. Um, 
um, uh, we came out and talked about what we were going to be focused on. And you guys may have heard me heard us talking about our goal of getting to 30 million people. So you know, we at CrossFit are in the business of, of changing lives, trying to impact as many people as possible through this amazing thing that we've all come to come to discover with CrossFit. And so we entered the year with our, our focus on that. And over the last nine months, the team's been working super hard. Really, really proud of the work the team has done across a number of different fronts. So, you know, starting first and foremost, how do we get to 30 million people? Um, our first area focus for, for the company was on growth. How do we expose more people to CrossFit? How do we get more people into affiliates? Uh, that started with a campaign that we started early this year, the Magic of CrossFit. I hope you guys got a chance to see that. Gosh, uh, incredible work from our team on that. Um, and, you know, really proud to say we've seen that's a big dividend. So, coming out of the first quarter of the year, we're seeing a 40% increase in traffic to CrossFit.com. These are people that hopefully we can ultimately hand off to affiliate owners so they can do their work and change lives. Uh, so, excited about the momentum there. Lots of work to do to continue to expose CrossFit to more people. We've also been working really hard on the education and training front. You guys get a chance to interact with the red shirts here with seminar staff. They are absolutely amazing and incredible. They've been working really hard to, to build our next generation of coaches. We know most of the men and women who day in and day out are changing lives, doing the hard work. We've got some really cool programs we've been working on with the U.S. Army. So we've got a program that we've been working on for the last few months that is all about helping the Army improve their physical readiness. So how do we better prepare our men and women in uniform? The results so far are fantastic. Super excited to share more on that front. We've also been experimenting with new education formatting. So one of the things that we came into the year with was, gosh, we have these incredible programs like the L1. How many of you guys have done your L1? Awesome. All right, we'll get to 100%, hopefully, in the future. We'll figure out a way to make that happen. Um, but we looked at the L1 and said, gosh, this is incredible. How do we expose these young people in our community? We have you know, so many of us, for me, before I joined the team, I've been in this community nine years. I love it. I never thought of taking the L1. I always knew the L1 was something that was for coaches. So we've been experimenting with a one-day course, a one-day version of the fundamentals of CrossFit. We trialed it actually with uh, with some of our partners. The feedback's been incredible. We're starting to roll that out now in cities across the U.S. And hopefully uh, that can help us expose CrossFit to more people, especially our most passionate members of the community. We've been also working really hard on, on the sport front. Uh, and I'll acknowledge, um, so coming into last year, we took a look at our priorities. And I made the decision actually to reallocate some of our focus. So as you guys know, running these events takes an extraordinary amount of work. We have hundreds of volunteers. We actually have a pretty small team at HQ. We have a bunch of incredible partners. Uh, it takes an incredible amount of work to make sure people are exposed to it through media to get fans in the seats. But I looked at our overall like allocation and the amount of time and resources that we were putting towards sport, I felt like we needed to adjust a little bit. And so we put a little bit more of our focus and resources against our affiliate community. How do we better support them? How do we get more people into gyms? My belief is if we do that work well, that benefits everyone. The more people doing CrossFit, more fans, more butts and seats, it's better for our athletes, it's better for our affiliate community, it's better for our coaches. And I share that is that decision that I made to focus a bit and move some resources towards our affiliates and growth meant that our team working on sport had to pull all of this off with fewer resources. And I'm really, really proud of the work they've done. They've done an incredible job. Now, as I look back at all of the incredible work that I've done, I also acknowledge 
Um, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, I had the chance to, to spend a few minutes with, with Sean on the broadcast yesterday. Gosh, I don't know how those guys do what they do. It's pretty intimidating. But he asked me on broadcast, he said, Tom, what do you guys think you can do better? And honestly, I answered him everywhere. So, look, we have done incredible work. Um, but I know that we can raise the bar. We talk about this team. CrossFit, we talk about virtuosity, right? Doing the common uncommon well. And I want that to be the spirit that we bring to absolutely everything to how we support affiliates, to how we train coaches, to, to how we deliver an extraordinary experience for sport, for fans, for athletes. And so part of what I'm trying to do this week and part of what we're trying to do is make sure we spend time with members of our community and ask them questions. Hey, what do you love about what we've worked on? And just as important, where can we be better? So I promise you, after every one of these events, after every affiliate summit that we do, after every L1, we go home with a long list of things that we think is good and a just as long list of areas where we feel like we can be better. Sometimes mistakes that we've made that we want to make sure we don't make in the future. And so um, what you can and should expect from us is that you continue to see us raise the bar in the work that we do to support the community uh, across our affiliate community and across coaches, the work we do to get more members in the gym, and the work we do to deliver an amazing experience for support. Thanks for bearing with me. Appreciate it. This weekend has been awesome. Um, uh, I want to jump into questions. As I walk over Patrick, you had mentioned butts and seats. Can you just talk a little bit about it? We are officially sold out for the second day in a row here in Pasadena. Um, so what, what kind of excitement is that? Yeah, it was awesome. I got in on Thursday. Uh, again, I don't know about you guys, but I have a hard time keeping track of time for days during the events. It's all a big blur. But I remember on Thursday, early day of competition, thinking to myself, holy cow, it's already pretty loud in here. Yesterday, uh, I think we were at about, what were the official numbers? Sorry, we'll get back to you on that. There were a lot of people in there. 5,000 people. And, and again, um, I, I think you guys, I, during the final heat, for me, I think during the final heat, Vellner uh, and Fikowski getting off the runner spring, that place was going absolutely bonkers. Um, and so really excited. I think it's a great signal for the momentum and excitement in the community. I've heard from a lot of folks throughout the weekend, affiliate owners, fans, athletes, that it feels like regionals back in the day and in a great community sort of way. And again, I, I do want to say a really special thanks. That doesn't just happen. Our team uh, on the media side, the marketing side, have been working for months to tell the word, um, to make sure that everybody in the community knew that we're going to put on a great show here. And so really proud of uh, to see that pay dividends and the excitement and the participation we've seen. Hopefully he repeats the questions. We can't hear the questions. Patrick Clark, I'm with Be Friendly Fitness. Structure 
how we work um, was one of the decisions we made on the back of a bunch of other work that we had done. So I mentioned a little bit earlier, Paul, we spent a lot of time on where are we going? Where are we going as a team? Where are we going as a community? And, and so you guys heard some of that with the 23rd Division. Um, that gave us our kind of North Star what we're marching towards. What we did after that intern that we said, great, if we're going to get there, how do we put a plan and strategy in place for the next few camps? And so our team did a bunch of work to that end. The last step in that process was looking and saying, okay, now we know what we need to go execute and achieve. Let's take a look at, at how we're structured and how we're set up. Let's take a look at the environment that we're in right now within the community, but more broadly within the macroeconomic environment, and let's make sure that we are best positioned to go execute against that. Um, let's make sure that we've got the ability to make some big bets and some big investments in the work that we're doing in and around things like growth and exposing members of the community in Austin. And so the decision we made to, to reduce the size of the team was really in service of those goals. Companies in, in really good position financially. We don't know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, we're not the only company within the fitness community or more broadly. Some of the biggest and most profitable, successful companies in history are taking a really hard look and, and tightening their belts and making sure that they're best positioned for all the changes that we've seen uh, in, in the economic climate. We're doing the same thing. We think that's the, the responsible and prudent thing to do to make sure that we can do our job of, of supporting the community and, and uh, no matter you know, what's to come. As far as partner goes, um, I met with Marcus, who's here. Um, they're an awesome partner. Uh, I'm confident they'll continue to be a great partner. Um, and so, uh, you know, we really appreciate all the work that we've done and we're excited to continue to build a partnership with that. Scott Schweitzer, Clyde Stanley. Don, you just came on, as you said, nine months ago. You jumped on the eviction. So when that happens, I know you can only make small tweets as you first got on and you need to observe. How close to your vision and strategic plan are you today? Oh gosh, well, great question. Um, so how close are we to our 2030 vision? 1% there. Um, and I don't mean to be flipped, but we have a lot of work to do. And, and look, we, that's, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who so 30 million. That's pretty ambitious. It is, and it should be, but I believe it's completely possible. For us in the short term, you know, our focus now is making sure that the ship is on that path. Like we are headed towards 2030, and that means we have to do a lot of hard work internally, asking hard questions. Hey, let's take a look at everything we're doing. Is everything we're doing the most represent the most important things in getting us there? In a lot of cases, it's yes. In some cases, the things that we've been doing need to change, and that's hard. Those are conversations we've been having. Some, in some cases, it means the way we work internally, the way we work and support the community needs to change. And so I'm both proud of the progress we made and uh, call it motivated to move faster. We're not moving as fast as I would like. And so our goal is that uh, I want us to, be, to, to continue to build momentum and I want the community to look and say, wow, it is obvious that, that the pace of progress and change is accelerating from each of you. And I think if we do our job, that means the pace of progress when we did in the community can move faster as well. Just one quick follow-up. Is it 1% on the strategic? Just one quick follow-up. Is it 1% on the strategic plan or the goal itself? The goal itself. So the strategic plan is not perfect, but it's in a place where I feel good, we feel good about um, what's most important in the company. And what we're, we're starting here, and hopefully what you will hear from us is when you ask any one of us, any part of our team questions, you, you start to hear the same things. 
the same focus. I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people saying, hey, how do we best leverage, for example, this amazing thing that is sport, how do we best leverage this to reach more people? We know that we can drive our past. And so folks on our team within the community think about that type of thing, that gives me confidence that um, we're heading in the right direction. Hi, I'm Kate. Um, you talked about the foundations and how you plan to share some of the cross and education with people on why they're going to take their I can't hear this question at all. Can't even help you guys at all. Sorry. That's such a great question. So uh, I, have, I have three kids heading six. I've been encouraging slash forcing them to get into CrossFit. More of the encouraging. Um, we know that. Um, we know that the youth community is a huge opportunity for us. Look, if you think about where we want to be in 2030, a huge opportunity is reaching younger audiences. Um, we have some work that we've been doing around. We have an incredible program across the kids. Um, our seminar staff had an amazing session with our kids the other day. That's been a great foundation. I think programs like Fundamentals represent an opportunity to lower the barrier to entry and make it easier for parents to get their kids involved, kids to get excited and inspired with CrossFit. Um, it's early, I'll acknowledge, for fundamentals course. I think we've done three of them so far. Um, but we're, what we're really trying to do is, is really show up with a, a philosophy and approach around experimentation. So, hey, let's try it. Let's, let's see how it works. Let's test it with different audiences. Let's see what feedback we have. A lot of these will not work. Hopefully, a bunch of them do. And then our job is to double down on the ones that do. So, uh, youth market for us remains a priority. We'll continue to, to invest in. in our resources and time and energy there. Thank you. Don, one of the best recommendations of the community is the military. Um, on behalf of being a military service member, um, what was oh, the decision not having the occupational games? Occupational games question. Can expect to see the future, hopefully in the future. Don, why didn't so, you do occupational uh, games? Don't have all the details on it. I believe, and we can follow up on these. I believe it was actually looking at numbers and just looking at participation historically. And look, I'll say more broadly, I spoke a little bit before about kind of resourcing and decisions around sport. Um, and again, I think you guys know this, but the amount of complexity it takes to run CrossFit for one division is insane. We have like 7,000 divisions, and that's amazing. It's, it's incredible and great, but it means that if we're going to do that, and we're going to do that at a level of quality that we feel good about and everyone feels good about, we have Bad to make answer. more decisions sometimes about our and resources. And that is, I am asking and expecting our team and our leadership to make our decisions. And that's going to mean there are going to be some things that people love that we choose not to do. Because when we look at what's most important reaching 30 million people, we have to make trade-offs. If we don't make trade-offs, you're going to see a low-quality product. And, and, and that is not something that anybody is going to feel good about. So I suspect the decision was about prioritization. Now, what I will say is every decision we make, we're going to look back and we'll stress test it. And we'll say, hey, looking back in retrospect, I know there's a lot, look, I'm a veteran as well. Um, and, and I know there's a lot of passion and a lot of our foundation comes from the military community. We'll look back on not a lot, all. all. Or you know what? Actually, we're going to reconsider if we think that investment makes sense. So too early to tell you. 
Um, we haven't done that post-mortem yet, and we haven't looked at next season, um, but that was really the foundation of it, and, and wanted to share a little bit broadly, like, there are going to be a reinforcement, there are going to be calls that we make, decisions we make, that are unpopular, that, dis that disappoint people. I hope everyone knows, and again, we're not going to bat a thousand. There are going to be some decisions that we come back and say, you know what, that was the wrong call, I'm going to reinvest in it, but um, what, I, what I want everyone to know is those decisions will be made in service, kind of his vision and impact in as many lives as possible. That's the point. We have time for a few more questions. Don, we can talk the other day about opening this. Hi, Don. Lizzie in the CrossFit Um You mentioned that you're leveraging the sports season to try to reach a lot of people in line with that strategic vision. Can you talk a little bit more about how CrossFit is thinking about semifinals and competition in general? Little differently than we have, and how it brings people together, and how the team shows up together here, not just for the sport, but for CrossFit. Um, I don't know if it's easy to be answering that question that you asked me because you, you played a huge role in helping lead this for us. Um, yeah, look, the uh, healthy infatuation. We think about how we show up this sport again, and I'll say this is true for each of our respective teams. Historically, within the company, um, we have not done the best job of working across teams. We've been a little silent. And, and, and part of that, I think, with good intention, we have a lot of work to do to support our affiliates. We have a lot of work to do to pull off events like this. We have a lot of work to do to run the hundreds of courses that we run all around the world. Um, but we know that we can do our best work when we show up together and, and prioritize what's most important and figure out how do we create experience here that's not just great for the athletes and not just great for the fans. But it's great for our affiliate owners, and it's great for our coaches, and it's a, a, an opportunity and a chance to really truly bring the community together. And we believe that we can do that best if we start with that internally. So I'll, I'll tell you, one of the things we've been really emphasizing is working together across the organization, different teams and functions, marketing, media, uh, partnerships, our sport team, sitting down together, our affiliate team, our, our seminar staff and EDU team, sitting down together and saying, we have a moment with regionals to bring the community together. We have a moment to inspire existing members of the community. Hopefully it's a moment that we have to ignite an interest in CrossFit in the members. We have a moment to put on an incredible experience for our athletes. How do we come together and service each other now? And there has been a shift uh, and increase in our investment in supporting affiliate owners. It's been a shift in how we do our storytelling, media, and marketing. Not only highlighting our incredible athletes, but also making sure we highlight coaches and, and uh, affiliate owners who are making all of this possible. So uh, we're really working hard on this. We got, we got uh, again, like everything else, we'll get better at it, but that's the spirit of what we're trying to do. I thought it's right with class over there. Um, yesterday, one of the highlights I saw was that a lot of the lectures in the sport were hanging around, uh, taking selfies with the crowd. Uh, Foy, Olsen, Jason Kleepa. What is your plan to leverage or partner with legends of the sport that are still affiliated with us? I guess if you do a press conference uh, at the games, you're going to get dumb games questions. I've been Jason including this gym for the last uh, eight years or so. It's a cool scene to get down here. Uh, and amazing to see him rejoin the community, and I'll say it like, uh, really grateful to him because he has rejoined the community and they have uh, a really sincere desire to help. Probably seems to be running a bunch of courses. Um, we got some more work to do on this front. 
we'll circle back with you. I'm going to make sure I support the team. And I think those athletes are so important in the community. They're such an incredible asset. Um, and you know, I think the security of your question is exactly what we need to make sure that we continue to do. So let me circle back with you on specific plans there. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Yash. I'm the host of the Coach the Coach podcast. And one question I just recently got in the past is currently the prospects close to the licensing model and the franchise model. Right now, it's giving gyms basic tools and saying, it's magic, guys, go ahead. And it leads to some really cool things. You go to three different gyms and you can see the style of gear is different, the style is different, the owners are doing different things, and it's great. But they are all able to push the same prospect great brand. And we know that everybody in this room, everybody outside, everybody who's here knows that the style of process would be 85% better than anything else you're going to see out there in other gyms. I'm curious, as you guys get bigger and bigger, how are you guys going to be able to keep the quality going out with the gyms to make sure you can squash all the misconceptions? Okay. Yeah, so uh, it, it's a great question. Thanks for asking it. We've been talking a lot about this. Um, so I think there's there's a couple things to be thinking about thematic we want to do. One, we do want to make sure, I think we play a really important role. Like, I think about our relationship with affiliate owners as a partnership. We've got these incredible entrepreneurial, independent, minded, passionate folks who are creating this incredible experience. Our job is to partner with them to make sure they are well equipped to deliver a world class experience. Part of that, I think part of the genius of the model was making sure they had the flexibility and uh, ability to make to, to create a really unique experience within the affiliate. And that's one of the things I love. Like when you drop in, every affiliate is the same on some dimensions and really different on others. And I think that's part of what makes it really special. So as we think about like how do we continue to, to raise the bar, and I think that's something we should apply here as well. I think about it through the same lens. How do we think about it in terms of the partnership? Our job is to make sure our affiliate owners have the absolute best possible tools and resources they need to be able to deliver an exceptional experience. And there are two sides to that. One is, how do we help support the experience of coaches to deliver on the floor? And I think we've historically invested a ton there, we do an amazing job. The other part, which I think is, is also essential, is how do we help them run a really successful business? Um, if we're gonna build sustainable affiliates that reach and touch 30 million people, if we're gonna make sure that those owners can, can deliver an incredible experience, they can't be worried about paying the bills every single month. And so we have a responsibility there. We have been investing uh, on the business side. We've been partnering with folks in the community to do that work uh, to make sure there's more resources available on the business side. Finally, I'd say I want to make sure we continue to preserve and make sure that our affiliate owners have that flexibility and that we have that richness and diversity of experience that happens inside gyms all around the world that makes CrossFit so unique and that it's so powerful. John, I think that's a great way to, to close this out. Um, would you like to see if we have one fan that have questions? Is there, is there one fan that would like to ask a question across the CEO of John Paul? Going once? Going twice? All right, thank you. Our competition is just about to be started in the arena across the street. Thank you guys for showing up. And uh, asking the questions, as always, we're here to help. We're going to move easier. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Uh, that's Dom. Dom, could you show us the the entire room so we can see what it was like there as people kind of mob him? Maybe give us a wide shot. Yeah. Okay. 
So it's a big venue. Great. Got Scott Schweitzer up in his grill. It's yeah, like this, is, this is just Vendor Village. So Vendor Village is separate. Uh, it's like across from the actual venue itself. Uh, um, how how was how did it feel in the room? I, just just the, the 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 vibe. How was it received? Did Don Don did he seem nervous at all? Did the people were the people happy to be there? Was it stiff? Did it loosen up over time? Uh, it felt kind of stiff in here, to be honest. I don't know if people were afraid to ask questions that deal with uh, the things that are going around CrossFit right now, but um, yeah, some of the questions just were were kind of just I guess random in a way and not really right. uh, prodding. Right, like okay, fair enough. Yeah, there, there was a question there. How are we going to leverage games athletes to push the games? I was like, yeah, like I could give two shits. Um, and uh, and was that was anyone else streaming that besides you? Was that streamed anywhere else? I, I thought it was going to be streamed into the venue so all the attendees could hear it. Um, so I think the idea for for CrossFit was to have to have it in this like little open area right here, so that way uh, the fans can kind of ask questions if they wanted and be present if they really wanted to. Um, as far as it being streamed, I think there was somebody else that was in there uh, streaming it on their own podcast, but um, I don't think they were videotaping it. Okay. You the man, dude. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Don. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you guys for having uh, yep, this absolutely. video on. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, I just want to give you guys a quick review who uh, – Missed it or weren't able to hear. I took a, a shitload of notes. Um, I, I noticed that Don always does start with a story. Uh, he told a story about how he spilled coffee on himself this morning. It's, it's, and it's usually an endearing story. I thought it was a great story, but I've come to expect that of him. But, but he did start with a great endearing story about how he spilled coffee on himself and had to change his clothes last minute. Um, he said that he started his job last year at the game. So, so he's basically approaching his one year anniversary. And I remember that thinking that was weird that they brought the new CEO to the game. That's kind of, was an interesting uh, day one at the job. Um, in, in respect to that's a huge distraction for the people who are actually putting on the games. I actually had a little sympathy for, uh, Justin and Adrian and, and whatnot that here you are trying to put on this massive event and your new boss walks in. Uh, he talked about the magic campaign and it increasing uh, traffic on main site by 40%. I, I, I cannot fucking believe that for one second. I, um, I I'm probably wrong, but January is always the biggest month for the fitness industry. All things always explode everywhere. Sites get tons of traffic. I think that there's some conflation there of the numbers. The magic campaign was, if it was good, uh, it was pathetic in its um, uh, longevity at best. So even if it was the best thing, even if you have the most beautiful cock ever, if it only has two seconds of use before it fires its load, it's it's pointless. And and I feel like that's what the magic campaign was. I feel it was a, it was a two pump chump. Uh, so I don't care if it's attached to Jacob. What, what's the guy in Australia who won? Jacob Hepner, Jacob Douglas, Jacob. What was that guy? Douglas. Big, Douglas. Oh no, no, the guy who took third. Jake Douglas. Jake Douglas. Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Like if if that's your husband, but he's a two pump chump, it's a, it's a, it's a waste. You'd rather have uh, me. Um. <laughs> Uh, he gave some love to the L1 team, which I absolutely love. There, you should n never stop showering praise on uh, the level one team, the seminar staff, the red shirts, uh, as Greg used to call. They carry the DNA of the company. If everyone would die on planet Earth except for one red shirt, uh, CrossFit would live on. Um, he talked about preparing the army for readiness, which we will <laughs> circle back in a second uh, to. They're doing um, uh, a, a course every single day now for 50 soldiers. Uh, over there, I think at Fort Stewart on the east coast of the North American continent in the United States. Uh, it's a fantastic project. 
but we'll circle back to that in one second. Um, he, uh, that's the most L1 talk I've ever heard come out of HQ, by the way, from him or anyone in the last three years. And, and I find it, and this is completely uh, self-serving, but I find it completely disingenuous uh, when uh, it's obvious to me and I think to a lot of people that I could help with the L promote the L1 better than any man alive in terms of my strategic tactical, my podcast, what I could, what I know about media. Someone said you ran media for a while. I was the second person hired on the media team. I worked there from 300 gyms to 15,000 gyms. And to say that I was just the media director would be a, an enormous understatement. I was involved in almost every decision for the company for years. Uh, we, um, uh, we need to work on a sport and I take responsibility uh, for the reallocation of funds. I thought that was the highlight of the talk when he took responsibility for reallocating funds from the games to the um, uh, affiliates. I thought that that was like, I, for some reason, I thought that was the highlight to take a little stress off the uh, shortcomings of what we're seeing in the presentation uh, this year. He used the small team excuse again. Uh, we don't need to hear that anymore. Um, he had an extremely humble disposition, and yet he was cocksure and confident. I, 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 I see no kinks in his armor. Uh, I'm not as judgmental, maybe as, as harsh as some of you guys are who were saying it was boring. I don't think he's there to entertain. Uh, that being said, someone did say this is how he speaks to the board, and that is the problem with Don Fall. We came from a charismatic leader, Greg Glassman, who just every just it was constant wisdom and knowledge and information dumping off of him, right? Just pouring. And now we have a guy who's always speaking to the board, and it's weird because we're not the board, right? We like everyone there would have been more excited if he would have just said, you know, the judges really need to be more strict on air squats and in getting depth. I noticed that at all the semifinals I'm watching, this, and I know everyone with his eyes would have popped up. I mean, so. Um, uh, you know, we got we got crazy shit from Greg, and now we're getting the guy who's always talking to the board. And, and I guess that's the real world. Uh, um, and, and that's all he knows uh, is, is board meeting talk, and, and it's pretty obvious. So, so to say it's boring is like I'm, I'm torn. I want to agree with you, but I also don't agree with you. Um, the event is sold out, uh, which is cool. I think that's cool. Um, uh, he, he was he was he was honest for the first time about finances. Uh, CrossFit Inc. is hurting for money. He also, though, then threw in that everyone is hurting for money. And yeah, the thing is, is CrossFit's going to have to take a risk. And by risk, I don't mean putting a tranny on a beer can. I mean going the other way. They're going to have to double down on the base. They're going to have to just go full, like against the fucking woke narrative and swim swim completely upstream and just fucking rally the base. And and that's going to take some fucking balls. And uh, um, but but uh, if uh, maybe Don is independently wealthy and he's willing to take a stab at that and make a name for himself. But um, uh, please quit dick riding him. Fuck off. <laughs> um, and uh, he's going to have to take a risk. He's going to have to fucking go all in on the base. That's uh, ambulance drivers, police officers, uh, military guys, firefighters, uh, uh, whatnot. There, there's no the fuck the middle ground. Let people get in where they fit in. Thank you, David. Um, occupational games, uh, he shouldn't have defended that at all. He tried to defend that by saying that, like, we have limited resources. Shut the fuck up on, on that. I apologize. It was a complete fucking disaster and a slap into the face in regards, especially what we're doing with the Army and how much money we're getting from the military right now. That was that was just a fuck up. Uh, anyway, overall, um, I'm going to give him an eight. 
I, I I'm perfectly fine with it. Matter of fact, I, I would give him a ten. I don't I don't I don't expect. Uh, I give him an eight because I'm afraid what you guys are going to judge me for dick riding him. Uh, but I'm going to give him a ten because um, because I am dick riding. Um, uh, he uh, finally he said that he's concerned that when he came there that the teams weren't working well together. And I will say this that it will never get back to the way it was before because they're going to try to fix the teams with stupid-ass exercises, I'm guessing, that everyone works together and rope climb events and shit like that. When before, uh, you had uh, me and uh, Nicole Carroll and Dave running shotgun, and we had a very open, high-level communication where all the teams fucking ran crazy well together. And, uh, and, 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 and Greg trusted us. And so there's that. Okay. Uh, Emily K, 10 out of 50. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you, Emily. Great silhouette. See you in a few days. Okay. Uh, do you want to say anything, uh, Mr. Gunler, about that? Um, about what you just saw? As an affiliate keep, owner, I, uh, games athlete, uh, I keep, boy, I, I keep, it, all that well, shit. Yeah, one, I don't think it was appropriate to have a, uh, a press conference 30 minutes before actual competition what everyone is there for to do because you're not going to have anyone showing up to that everyone's trying to get their seat to watch what's going on that's the first part second part is if you uh, want to get say this uh i've heard that a lot of feedback that agrees with bill on that that it should have been done at the end of the day so and uh, where when most press conferences are done good point i mean you want people there so um the other thing is when i hear we want everyone to see we want more people to do crossfit okay so where you go there is what greg used to talk about which is we are a media department and it should be pumping shit out. I'm talking TV stuff. I'm talking commercials. I'm like, that's where your money should go. You know, taking the time to say, okay, affiliate owners, we're going to give you the cap program, and we're going to make this work out for you, and that work out. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't do anything for me. I want people to see CrossFit out there in the mainstream. And the only, I mean, right now, the only time we hear it on the mainstream is when some TV show accidentally says CrossFit because someone, some crazy person, one of the characters says, oh, I'm doing that crazy CrossFit stuff. And that's all you hear. But all the other stuff, I like the stuff with the Army guys, cool. I like the one-day class, fine. But the people that see that are the people that already do it, not new people. Yeah. The, it, Media it's, department, it's, get out it, there. It, it, yeah, it's pretty obvious. And, and, and that, that thing that Bill's saying is going to take three years of crushing to get the needle moving. It's it's like planting a fruit tree. They better fucking start now. I mean, our commercials that they had that they're putting out are amazing, but they're putting it out to me. I already know. It, it should be, they should just be me. they should just be drowning YouTube with that stuff. Uh, I don't think my phone works anymore. Caller, hi. Hello? Caller? Yeah, I don't do I don't know what happened. I got a new Rodecaster Pro and I don't do phone anymore for some reason. Um, <laughs> I apologize, uh, Travis. Travis, send me a text. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Spin, on the press conference? Uh, lo lots of good stuff from Bill Grunner. I think it's less of a board meeting and more of an all hands. Um, I, I'm I'm getting tired of hearing the apologies mm. of every everything is I, I you know we've not done a good job. We're working to get better. We see our mistakes. Blah, you know, like. Let's give us something that's positive and showing where we're going versus kind of always looking back and, sh and, and telling us that the things we know. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, Mr. Young, any thoughts? Yeah. What, what Bill said, as far as like the media pumping out 
content. I like so many times if I talk to people, like they're like, what do you like? What like they see me working out all the time. And they say, what do you do? And it's like, well, I'm really big into CrossFit. And so they go, is that the stuff that's on ESPN sometimes? Um, which it hasn't been on ESPN in years, <laughs> but right, 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 but right. that reaches so many people that would not have seen it otherwise. Right now, the media is pumping CrossFit to people who do CrossFit and people who don't do CrossFit are not going to see that on YouTube. They're not looking it up. They're not looking up CrossFit. You have to look stuff up on YouTube to see it. Um, it needs to be shoved into their face somehow without them knowing it's being shoved into their face. Well, the, you know, we used to make so much media also that if you Googled anything regarding fitness, something from you, it from would pop up, would pop up. Yeah. Push-ups, pull-ups, lose weight, just whatever. We, we, it was just, we, we were just crushing. Dude, I, you know, I was thinking that I like the idea when you said, um, about going back to how we used to be, where it was like some of our, our mantras, like a stronger person is harder to kill. Like right. those type of like, things we've gone so into the gentler kinder friendlier let's stroke everybody that we've now blended into everybody else so we don't stand out anymore right like, yeah. you can be you can be gay trans lesbian straight black white male female whatever and still want to be strong so that you don't die so right. you can be the strongest motherfucker yes. out there yes. period Yes. I mean, even the times of like pukey, like that's offensive now to, to wear that Stupid. shirt or talk about <laughs> that that caricature. You know what I mean? Or uh, even whenever it was like just a, who's got the biggest dick contest, whenever people would wear shirts like our workout is your warm up. Right. Like, no, like I get that stuff is 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 stupid. And uh, but it still reaches more people than just being everybody else. You know what I mean? Bill, do you remember the video that would go around back in the day uh, with the, it showed the Taliban doing CrossFit and they would be doing overhead squats with the rifles with their, over the rifles? And we yeah. fucking knew where they got that shit. Yeah, we knew yeah. exactly where they got. You'd it. have you'd have Taliban doing overhead <laughs> yeah. squats, and then yeah. you'd have LA County uh, like hand crews doing uh, overhead squats with like their saws and yeah. Oh, I mean, that the, overhead they, squat thing was awesome. For yeah, years, that thing kept giving. I th but I think that's what's cool. If you could have that, and that's the edge. That's what sets you apart. The the idea, yes, we want everyone to do it. And I think that's, you can have a couple different avenues of within CrossFit of like, okay, here's one TikTok channel that gives you the, hey, anyone can do it. You know, showing like a lot of deconditioned people doing CrossFit or older people doing CrossFit. Then you have on another TikTok channel, all in CrossFit umbrella of just, loud yeah infidel infidel shirts you know no shirts uh loud Dude, the first music thing Rosa did was get rid of forging elite fitness and take the pukey off the wall at hq i remember terrible ne never even considered the fact that hey dude your employees are watching you pull pukey down off the wall in there i mean he i mean what was it what was the phrase mess you up like good crack or yeah fuck you up like good crack or something like i mean come on those were fun Smoke you like cheap crack. Smoke I've actually, you I've like actually cheap had my crack. members ask me in the last few weeks because they've heard that alluded to on the podcast. Yeah. They, they want me to make a CrossFit crash and then on the back put smoke you like cheap crack. And I might. So. Hey, there was an unfuck. Awesome. There was an unfuck with a bullet shirt. Unfuck with a bullet. Yeah, that's right. I have that. Unfuck with a bullet. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, go ahead. Can you hear me? Is the phone working? Yeah, hurry up, hurry up. It's JR's turn to talk. You're cutting in JR's time. My Sorry, bad, my JR. bad, JR. What's up, fellas? No, uh, Bill just said some 
that was, that's extremely profound that I've been talking with my coaches at my affiliate about, and it's driving me nuts. Um, we know that not everybody is having the best day ever, right? You know, you come to the gym and maybe your work day was tough. Maybe your life is tough. But what I'm seeing a trend in my gym, and we'll go, I'll go on the sugar wad leaderboard to see everybody's scores. And I'm having a couple of coaches and now a bunch of members following suit where I would say, let's say they work out five days in a week, three of those days, their score is in the comments always says, Oh, it just wasn't my day. Wasn't feeling it. Just went really easy. Took it really slow. And I'm seeing this trend with all of my members where they're following suit. Like they're, everyone's just bitching every day about how hard their life is, how this, that, and the next thing. And I get it because life is hard. Right. But dude, let's come here. Let's put in the work. Let's encourage each other. Let's give a, you know, if you are injured or, you know, whatever, you know, okay. Yeah, I get it. But like if the majority of your workouts are, I wasn't feeling it. I'm this, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. Life is hard. What do you do? Go, go to a, a regular gym because I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it anymore. Your life won't get better. You won't get tougher. You won't get stronger until you stop making those excuses and those reasons. And I feel like you said it with when Rosa came on, that's when the trend sort of took off with the oversensitive, like way too sensitive. Your gut kind of reaction behavior. when when the when the when the pilot comes on the airline, uh, when your pilot when you're thirty thousand feet in the air and your Southwest airline pilot goes, I just wanted to tell you guys I'm having some mental health issues. Your first thought shouldn't be compassion. Right. Your first thought shouldn't be like I hope he's okay. Your first thought is you fucking idiot. Get someone else in there right now to fly the fucking plane. And there, there becomes a yeah. There, there needs to be a hierarchy of uh, of, of when to be uh, concerned about. Yeah, it's 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 we live with idiots. But I but 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 we agree. could just... but we could root that out. We could root that out in CrossFit. CrossFit could totally root that out. Your gut we reaction should to be to make things out. better. Um. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye. Uh, Jr. Uh, thoughts on um what you heard from Don Falls, an affiliate owner, a former games athlete. Uh, pretty hardcore coach. You, you coach. I mean, you've given your life to CrossFit. Yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't say I have anything unique to the things that Bill mentioned. I mean, I think a lot of that is where I struggle with trying to push for people to get into the doors that don't already know about it. I mean, word of mouth is always going to be the best way. Um, but it, I think a lot of times, especially in my community, that I, I – it is an outlier community and the, the mean fitness level is extremely high. And every once in a while, I have someone that comes in that just want to get off lisinopril or they went to the doctor and they want to put them on metformin, you know, and we have those situations for people that just walk in the door and say, Hey, I, I was told by someone at church, that so this is where I need to come. And it's amazing, but I don't have nearly as many of those as I do. Hey, this is someone I played soccer with in college. Hey, this is someone who was a competitive gymnast a year ago. Like, yeah, it's awesome to work with someone who can already hold a handstand for a minute, but it's you don't get the same gratification out of taking someone like from the depths to life, basically. Uh, Jeff, uh, I was not comparing uh, an airline pilot to a CrossFit workout. It's ridiculous if that's what you thought. I was trying to compare it to the fact that the comment was is that when Rosa came in, this all started, and it was Rosa who was responsible for 15,000 small businesses on fucking seven continents uh, who – 
people were praising for taking fucking a mental health month when these people were fucking struggling through the fucking so-called pandemic to put food on their table so that they could feed their fucking little kids because earlier, two years earlier, they had sold everything they fucking own and went all in with CrossFit to open a fucking affiliate and now it's fucking hurting because the leader fucking can't do his fucking job. That's what I was comparing it to. And I think that's a fucking very real story. For a lot of fucking affiliates who put everything on the fucking line. That's what I was comparing it to. And, and uh, I, I hope that that uh, shed some light on it. Uh, the event has started. The ass heats are going. Um, I wanted to bring up, uh, do you guys mind if I bring up Brooke Wells real quick? Um, there's a, there's a, um, it's the last, uh, Mr. Beaver, it's the last uh, link down there. I think this is really cool. Um, she, she writes, I'm so proud of my sister. And there's a, there's a good uh, bunch of pictures here. What a kind of a cool event uh, we got to see where the um, former fucking superstar CrossFit Games athlete doesn't make it. And Sydney Wells, uh, her, her twin sister, comes into the um, – is it weird that half the pictures are them bending over? They're face down, <laughs> ass up? Is that... Anyway, uh, Congratulations to her. And there is a picture floating around. I don't know if Brooke posted it or not with Brooke wearing a boot. So, uh, so she is wounded. Um, something did happen, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think she said she tore her plantar fascia during the first event on the run. Uh, it's weird. I have. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Oh, shit. I don't have the fucking Sunday schedule in front of me. I apologize. Uh, is, can we see? Um, can you tell me Sunday schedule, Caleb? Oh, and that was the boot picture. Good job, Caleb. Damn. I didn't even know you could tear your planter. Oh, oh, OK. Planter fashion. Okay, I didn't know that. So the next one next time we'll be on is one oh five Pacific Standard Time. So four oh five Eastern Standard Time. And then the next time after that, the last one. Wait, say uh, that again. Say that again, Caleb. 4.05 Eastern Standard Time. So 1.05 Pacific Standard Time. Is the next time we're coming on? Correct. We don't come on for three hours? Yes. Okay. How, how, how can that be? They're only do, the teams are done, right? All we're doing is event six, men and women? Correct. But I think they're, only, they're going through the – they only have 10 lanes for this, this one. This is a long one. It's 20 minutes per heat. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so we will be back at uh, one o'clock, and then and then and then uh, and then it's event seven, and then we come back again. Like at what time? Three fifty-five. Three forty-five is what it's scheduled for. Oh, that's awesome. All right, guys. Uh, oh, we lost Jr. Um, you said he had to step off. Uh. No, I don't have time. I don't have time to take the kids uh, to the beach because I have to watch. I have to sit down and watch. I have to sit down and watch. Long time. I wish. I'm gonna be playing tennis afterwards, though. All right, guys. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for CrossFit for letting us stream the uh, press conference. And um, yeah, time to go work out. Are you guys all working out right now? Um, yeah, I, w- I will be. I did Murph yesterday. But, Damn. Yeah. You're going to do Murph now, Caleb? Yeah. Did you work out already, Bill? Not yet. I will. Are you, nope. you will. All right. Just yeah. checking a little uh, accountability from your... I got to get something in. I got to do Murph tomorrow, though. We're doing Murph tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Spin? 
I'm uh, finishing up my son's uh, basketball goal for his birthday. Awesome. Okay. Oh, yeah. My mom bought an umbrella for my backyard. Mom, come on over. We'll set up the umbrella and I'll put the TV on loud so I can hear what's going on. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye bye.